plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on, Jets, on this Tuesday, the 21st of March in the year 2017. Nice to have you with us. I'm John B., your host from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy this podcast, consider subscribing to it on either iTunes or Audioboom. If you really enjoy it, give it a good rating. We certainly would appreciate it. So over the next couple days, uh, we're going to be looking to upgrade the audio quality of this podcast. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. We're uh, hopefully going to be bringing in some new equipment. Uh, I've looked at some of the reviews. Every show I ask you to leave a positive review. And thank you for those of you who have, because the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. But definitely do look for feedback. So even if it's not in a review, you can send us, send us an email. You can leave a comment on gangreennation.com. One of the iTunes reviews noted it was a, somebody who listens to the show on their commute every day, and it was four out of five stars. And the reason this show got docked a star was the, they felt the audio quality could be a little better, could be a little easier to listen to on the subway. The sound quality could be better. So something we're going to work on. And we've got some new equipment coming in. Thank, thank you for the feedback. Again, you don't need to leave that, do it in the reviews necessarily. You can always shoot me an email or leave a comment in gangreennation.com. Some other really nice reviews also. So thanks for all the people leaving them. A couple of people have commented how sometimes they disagree with me. And they still left good reviews, which I certainly appreciate because that's what being a football fan is all about. Sometimes we're not going to agree on everything. Um, if you want a podcast host who agrees with you, 100% of the time, you really have to start your own podcast. And well, I guess that's one of the reasons I started my, my podcast. But it, there's nothing wrong with us disagreeing sometimes. That's that's the way, that's life, that's being a football fan. That's life of, as a football fan, where some, sometimes you'll, you'll agree with me, sometimes you won't. Uh, to paraphrase a legendary New York politician, if you agree with me on 9 out of 12 issues, listen to my podcast. If you agree with me on 12 out of 12 issues, seek a psychiatrist. <laughs> so it's all, it's all good. Thank you guys for, for the review. Certainly appreciate it. Certainly appreciate the feedback we get on this show. So the Jets once again made some news in free agency on Monday. And I'll tell you, as the day each day progresses, I kind of get an idea of where I'm going to go with the podcast for the next day. And... Up until Monday evening, I was going to do a show where I was going to praise the Jets because I liked some of the things I saw out of them on Monday. There were a couple of free agency visits that got reported about. Michael Rivera, the tight end uh, who started his career with the Raiders, still a reasonably young guy. Um, the Jets obviously big needed tight ends uh, over the last couple of years, their tight end position has been the least productive in the NFL. And that's by a mile. Um, you know, 
Gomez. That hasn't even been close. Rivera, you have a guy only 26 years old. He'll be 27 in September, so he'll be in his age 27 season, so not that old. And he's got a track record of some fairly decent production, and he's probably not going to cost that much. And that's the type of guy when you're in a rebuilding process like the Jets are. That's a guy who makes some sense, I think, because many cases what you do as an NFL team is you say, this is my this is my weakest position. This is a spot where my team is not very good. So I'm going to go spend big to bring someone good in. Well, some, sometimes that makes sense. It depends on the player. But another very valid way to look at it is, you know what? Almost anybody I bring in can be an upgrade. And Michael Rivera, I think, is a guy who probably would be a lot better than what the Jets have had the last couple of years. And he's not going to, again, he's not going to break the bank. He's reasonably young. Guy who makes a lot of sense, I think would make a lot of sense for the Jets. And then there was the quarterback position where Jets were talking with Chase Daniel, who was just let go by the Eagles. Now, Daniel's not a terribly young guy. He's, you know, he's 30. He's, uh, hasn't really played a whole lot in his career, so you can't really say that this is a guy with tremendous upside. He's been a career backup, but he's shown enough that he's gotten a couple decent contracts in the league. There are executives, coaches who do think who do think he could be a credible player. Whether they're right or not, we don't know, but unlike a lot of these other veterans out there, he does not have a track record of failure. It's conceivable he could be, again, he's Tyrod Taylor. That's pretty good. Tyrod Taylor, not a franchise quarterback, but a guy who sat on Baltimore's bench for a few years and went up to Buffalo and play, played credible football. Could Daniel be that? I don't know. But again, unlike a lot of these guys the Jets are looking at, he doesn't have a track record of failure, so it's conceivable. And even more than that, if you want a veteran guy who maybe could be a medium-term option, a guy who could kind of be the bridge to the future, Daniel also would be pretty cheap because he's got guaranteed money coming to him from the Eagles and an offset. And what that means is that he's set to make five reports indicate that he's set to make $5 million from the Eagles next year. And the Jets signed him for a dollar. The Eagles owe him 5 million minus a dollar. So essentially what that means is that unless you're going to offer, unless some team out there is going to offer him more than 5 million, Daniel's going to be available for the minimum. And it's tough to imagine him getting more than 5 million. I mean, some teams do crazy stuff in free agency, but it's a guy who would make some sense because he's already got five million coming from the Eagles, and if you sign him for less than five million, that just that doesn't reduce that doesn't give him more pay. He's getting five million either way. It's just a matter of Jets pay him one million, then the Eagles are still on the hook for four million, five million no matter what. So, team where he could start like the Jets, well, that's that's a move that's a spot that could make some sense, and the Jets would have it, probably have an advantage over any other team out there who would be fighting for Daniel Services because. Unlike most teams, they could offer him a chance to start. So I was going to talk about going to praise the Jets because this guy would be a cheap option. Again, you could probably get him for the minimum because he's got the $5 million coming from the Eagles. And then news breaks on Monday evening that the Jets have gone in another direction. And it is not, in my opinion, a smart direction. They signed the veteran journeyman Josh McCown a one-year deal worth $6 million, also has some incentives. Early reports indicate $125,000 for every game where he he is the primary quarterback, and then some incentives if the team has success. McCown will be 38 
on the 4th of July. And this is the type of move that is just the type of move that's emblematic of teams that are going nowhere in the NFL. You, this guy, I don't think, I'm not even convinced he's an upgrade over Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg. And I've seen some people speculate that this is a sign, instead of going with a big name like Jay Cutler, where you're kind of bringing in Cutler to be the starter, now McCown means that you can start the young guys. Well, you can start the young guys without paying Josh McCown $6 million. This move just kind of baffles me. This is, this reminds me of, the expression that the the go-to phrase of any failing business is, but we've always done things this way. And that's just what I think of when I think about this signing, because this is just signing a guy so you can say we have a veteran quarterback, because every NFL team, if you don't have a proven guy, we have to have a veteran. Well, having a veteran is great if the veteran can actually play. McCown can't. It's one thing if you bring in a guy who you actually could see piecing together a decent season. It's one thing if you could see if you have a solid roster around a quarterback and you just need kind of a caretaker guy to potentially go out there and make a playoff run like a lot of teams have, like the Jets did in 2015, like they thought they did in 2016. Then a guy, a veteran guy, makes sense. But the guy also has to be able to play effectively. McCown has strung together a career where, I mean, you have to give him credit because the guy's been very ineffective, yet somehow he's been able to stick around the league for years and years and years. I mean, he's been in the NFL since 2002, and he's never been a, he's not a successful player. Uh, he had one stretch in Chicago in 2013 where he played well, 13 touchdowns against one interception. And if you take away that one stretch, now his career touchdown to interception ratio is 79 touchdowns, 69 interceptions, but that one stretch in Chicago kind of skews things. It's not. This is not a case where he's played steady football through the years consistently. He had one great stretch. Other than that, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. It's a move that, it, again, I'm just baffled by it. And, well, by the way, 79 to 69 is not that great. If you have a few more touchdowns than interceptions, that's a bad ratio. $6 million is way too much for this guy, and... Look, there might be more moves to come. There might be a Sheldon Richardson trade. There might be guys being cut. But increasingly, it looks like the Jets are going to be spending close to, if not all the way, to the cap next year. If you look at their financial structure, that's just the way things are looking right now. When you factor in draft class, that has the draft class they have to pay salary cap money to. They have to set aside some money for in-season signings. There's just not going to be a lot of cap space. And again, maybe there are some more moves, but that's inefficient that's a monument to inefficiency when you are going to put what by most accounts looks like one of the least talented rosters in the league and you're spending all the way to the cap and that's what by the way that's what the jets did in 2016 where they they carried over less than half a million dollars in unused cap space they spent all the way to the cap in 2016 and they are on their way to doing it again in 2017 mccown 2-20 and 20 over his last 22 starts. And quarterback record is overrated in many cases. In this case, it's not. He's been dreadful. Last three years, team finishes number one overall pick, Tampa Bay. Number two overall pick, Cleveland. Number one overall pick, Cleveland. And again, he was not the starter for this whole time. Uh, I just struggle to see the logic behind it. If 
is this guy really going to be an upgrade over Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg? I doubt it. And that's not anything I'm saying out of confidence in Petty or Hackenberg. It's what McCown, how little McCown brings to the table. And heck, looks like the Giants are getting Geno Smith for around $2 million. And look, I'm you know I'm not a big Geno guy, but at that rate, Geno, at least you can talk yourself into it. You can at least say that this guy might be able to string it together. There might be some reasons that to believe that the quarterback we saw in 2013 and 2014 is not the guy Gina will be in the future. And I don't know how much I believe it, but I believe that a heck of a lot more than I believe Josh McCown's going to come in and help this football team in 2017. And when you factor in the price, it just gets even worse for me because look at some of these contracts that the Jets have given out this offseason where and I don't hate the Kelvin Beecham signing, but it's very risky to give a guy who really struggled in 2016 off an injury two years guaranteed, which essentially is what the Jets did. You have Ben Ajalana, who's going to be making quite a bit of money, potentially to be a backup tackle on a team that's not probably not going anywhere. And he's a guy who has had really no track record of success in the NFL. And now McCown at $6 million. I mean, that's a lot of money. And that's not even getting into some of the Smaller overpays, Josh Martin may, making a little, little too much, maybe Wesley Johnson, Marcus Williams, but lots of inefficient spending on this team. And this is not really, when you think about a rebuild, what you think of is the team being very taking a very frugal approach, understanding that this year is not important, and I'm going to look to carry money over. I'm only going to make targeted signings where it makes sense. I'm not going to make marginal moves where the price is not right just to uh, try and upgrade my roster for this year. And I, I'm starting to see a lot of that with, with this Jets organization. If you want to talk about a rebuild, yeah, it might be a rebuild because on paper this team's not looking so good. But if you want to talk about a team thinking big picture, understanding that the odds are against you in 2017 and looking beyond that, well, the way the Jets are currently financially set up, that may not be be the ideal picture of a rebuilding team. And that's something that's a little frustrating from the perspective of somebody watching this team. And we'll, we'll keep talking about it as the offseason goes on, but that'll do it for today's show. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. Your host with John B. with gangreennation.com. You can subscribe to this show on either iTunes or Audio Boom. Until next time, have a great day, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.